Are you ready for another spooky adventure? Pack your bags and come with me. We're visiting a cozy bed and breakfast in southern Indiana that still stands to this day. It's located at 714 Warren Street in Mitchell, Indiana. Not only is it the most haunted place in Indiana, but it's the most fourth haunted place in the entire U.S. Submitted for the approval of Monsters of the Midwest, I give you the tale of Whispers Estates. can't wait she sent me the picture of the building but i don't know anything about it i mean it's a gorgeous gorgeous place oh my god it is um it really is i mean and explain it to our listeners from what you can tell because you don't know the story but you've seen the the place i i it's huge it's a two-story um wrap around halfway wrap around porch it's almost located near um it's like the second lot from the corner and there's a church adjacent um but it's really it's a nice white um it's actually three stories now that i'm looking at it but it's I isn't mean, it like a crispy white with new roof like feel yeah and it's real pretty old um, it almost light feels like and stuff like yeah it's nice it almost feels like Beetlejuice house kind of, right? Because yes. the crispy white with the dark roof. Yes. But like, obviously it's not the same. No, it's not. It's definitely not the same. But it's it's very historical looking. It's obviously, yeah. I want to say it's a historical building, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Super pretty, super pretty piece of real estate. So this beautiful home is actually was for sale but now is currently under escrow for 237,200 on Zillow. Really that's yeah. it? Shit, I would have yeah. paid more than that. So the, yeah, this extravagant manor was built in 1894 mm. and was purchased by a well-known highly accredited doctor and his wife in 1880 or 1899. This is Dr. John or Dr. John and Jesse Gibbons. Mm. Dr. John uh turned out to be one of the most well-known doctors in the entire state of Indiana. Like, he was, like, everything to everybody in that state. Really? At this point. Yeah. Like, he was super, super well-known. I mean, there. I mean, even being from 1899, you can find so much information on him because he was so well-documented. Because, like, that's just who he was. I mean, his practice was phenomenal. Like, there was lots of really good things. Huh, that's interesting. So when Dr. John uh, took over the estate, he turned the first floor into like his medical practice, which I mean, must much like that time, that's what you did. You worked from home type thing. Right. Um, so he conducted his business for 27 years until he was forced into retirement. Mm. The, the Gibbons were also well known for taking in... Um, Orphaned kids, orphaned children, and adopting them as their own and taking really well positive care of them. Like Aww. they had a really good reputation for very positive reasons. But most of the ki- most of the kids that they took in 
were really troubled and really sickly. Um, and this definitely, unfortunately, brought tragedy onto the couple's home, onto their name, because, you know, as much as they were loving and caring, a lot of things, you know, sometimes you just can't fix everything, you know? Yes. Um, most notably, a 10-month-old baby uh, passed away in the master bedroom, hmm. and the cause of death remains completely unknown. But oh. Dr. Gibbon's wife, Jessie, also fell ill with a double case of a pneumonia Damn. and passed away in the master bedroom as well shortly thereafter that what? this child passed away. Dr. Gibbons and his wife, Jessie, also had a daughter named Rachel, and she was only 10 at the time that she started a gigantically huge fire uh, in the parlor, which, it, if if you guys don't know, um, with old-timey, like, houses like this or, like, stuff that's built in, like, I don't even know what century. Is that, like, pre-20th century? Like, 19th? I don't know. Yeah. Like, century-wise. I'm not, yes. I'm not a real estate buff. The 19th buff, century? Yeah. But usually, that's why they say, like, a funeral parlor looks like a homey place because usually those parlors were inside people's homes, yeah. like, in their residence. Mm-hmm. And that would be, like, the initial spot you'd come into because people passed away for whatever reason. It, those type of services would be done at the home type thing. Yeah. So their daughter, Rachel, Rachel actually started a huge fire inside the parlor really shortly after they moved into this brand new residence. And... The parlor was severely burned. It took them a long time to, you know, get that all cleaned up and get it, you know, back to where he could run his business off that first floor. Damn. But also. And during that time, the construction was like slat and plaster. Like that shit's going up immediately. Right. Right. right, Exactly. And um, so not only in this, she also suffered some burns from the the fire. Mm. And she actually passed away two days after the fire that was, Aww. you know, caused by her. But she passed away in her upstairs bedroom of the residence. Oh, sad. So Rachel's room is known to be um, what ghost hunters say is the heart of the house. Mm. So uh, that is where the most paranormal encounters stem from. Your favorite. That is the room that... I know that is the room that Rachel is often seen, heard, um, felt, all all the flavors. Uh oh! And you can actually see her running around the parlor, laughing, um, going up and down the stairs, and you can hear her moaning in pain also in the parlor at certain amounts, like certain times of the night. What I want to go. So I just like want to throw this out there in the midst of this. I, how how long have I been sitting on this case? Like, at least three, four months. Right. Because I watched three documentaries on it. And after, okay, the first one I could stomach because it was mostly um, methodical about, like, facts, right? So I was like, okay, all right, this is my jam, you know? And I'm not one to, like... I, f- I fully believe in ghosts. There's ghosts in my house. I know that these things exist. I know that I-, I can call them if I would like to. Like, there is so many factors into why this case really terrified the fuck out of me. <laughs> but, um, so when I watched the uh, the second and third documentaries, which, which were, um, one documentary was the ghost hunters that went into 
the residents and the mm. other one was just personal it was kind of like a compilation it was a youtube documentary the third one of uh, a compilation of like personal like visuals and things like that of recordings oh, which it was okay. a shitty it was a, it was a shitty Cell watch phone. it was like you know <laughs> yeah Blair Witch right. style like or you know very much so so it wasn't like by all means something i would be like oh my god go watch that but it was fucking terrifying because mm-hmm. the footage that these people uh, collectively get uh, consistently throughout the different like flavors of media is terrifying. Wow. So this house is definitely there's some shit going on. Ghost bro, ghost <laughs> bro, ghost as fuck, ghost bro. <laughs> it was it was absolutely terrifying. It's hard to stomach. So okay, moving along <laughs> with that. Rachel is definitely much, very, very well uh, visible in these. So if you are one that wants to kind of like, you need that visual factor to see, to make sure you believe type thing, look up Whispers Estates on YouTube. You'll find lots of content, um, lots of uh, actualization that will uh, validate thoughts and facts. Ooh. Go I do that. Watch. Yeah, I don't again, ever. <laughs> so, um, so the family seemed to be basically riddled with tragedy very short after taking on this gigantic home. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they had a lot of positive things in their life, they were just starting to be, it, it, it seemed to be like a, a snowball effect of tragedy that kept happening, you know. Yeah. Three years after J- Jesse had passed, um, that's the wife, it was reported that... Her husband, John, which was the well-known doctor, started kind of going off the rails a little bit. Uh-oh. He started to get a little a little kooky, which in these times, you know, early 1900s, this was when it was, they were quick to send you to the fucking loony bin. That oh, was, yes, they were. Uh, r- real quick. You know, hysteria was rampant at this point. <laughs> right. Um, so he was seen kind of roaming the streets in his pajamas, which, I mean, I don't rightly know myself, but I know that a man is not supposed to be outside in his pajamas no. at three in the morning. That nope. is not not heard of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially a, a man like him. So not only was he out there running around his PJs and his knickers, he also had a loaded gun and was telling himself sweet nothings and we just can't have that in our town uh, we can't no. have this going around <laughs> okay no, we cannot <laughs> this he did this in such um length that after a few weeks it started to scare the fuck out of his neighbors and they were like eh, we shouldn't really you know maybe we shouldn't take our business there and also, oh, maybe yeah. our kids shouldn't play around that house. Like, maybe <laughs> we yes. got to keep our distance. A little so, bit. J- yeah. So, John eventually was put under investigation for his sanity by the town. <laughs> as we all know, that was coming. Yes. Or lack thereof sanity <laughs> brought forth by the town. And he was eventually deemed by the church and by the uh, the locals there uh, that he he was a danger to not only himself, but everyone around him. So, <laughs> yeah. we should not be going anywhere near that residence at that Whispers Estates. Okay? All right. During this investigation, he fought back a little bit. You know, he, I mean, he, this was a smart, well-renowned man. Like, 
he brought uh, he kind of threw himself emotionally out there and said, listen, I'm going through these tragedies. My wife passed away, this and that. He goes, I spend my entire day helping everyone else that sometimes I just need to walk and collect my thoughts. Okay. Aww. I don't I hate you, you, John, for that. Right. I feel, I feel Okay. But, but in the early 1900s, mental health is not something that's talked about. It's not something that's, you know, even looked upon, you no. know? So... He claims his case, and they go through a, f- a, a pretty lengthy, full day, like court case, like court trial, whatever. And after four days of him explaining these things and saying, This is why I did this. And also, there's these people in the neighborhood. That's why I carried a gun for my own safety, this and that. Everybody said, You know what? We're going to deem him insane. We're going to deem him sane. I'm sorry. Sane. So things were fine. His oh. business went back up, you know. Everything was like back to normal. Everybody's like, we're so sorry, you know. But yeah, business sure. as usual. <laughs> not, uh, not. Yeah. So then his crazy antics started to kind of flourish a little bit again, and uh, this is when authorities had to step in. Uh oh. And they were like, okay, well, you know, you're saying this, but. We got nosy Nelly over here looking in your windows at night and seeing you, like, doing some real weird off-the-wall shit in your home. Like, just, you you took it out of the streets, but now you're, it feels like you're getting a little witchcrafty here in your house. So, we're going to need you to just not do this. Um, Basically. So, we're going to go ahead and just take away all your medical licenses. We're going to take away all your medical tools. We're basically going to strip your home of everything that gives you happiness. Okay? We're just going to go ahead and do that. Okay. Yeah. We're good here? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to also go ahead and force you into early retirement and put it in the newspaper. Okay? You can't take any more people. That sucks. Also, we're going to contact your next of kin. And since your wife and your daughter are no longer here with us... It looks like it's your crazy drunkard of a brother, and he says you should be committed and he needs all your money. So, we're going to do that as well. Oh. So, uh, Dr. John is committed, and his brother is like, oh yeah, shit, I'm about to inherit all this. Fuck yeah, man. Like, free bar tab for the rest of my life. I'm here for it. Mm, We'll see Uh, about that. All right, so moving along in the generations that we are, we obviously know that's a fucking mess. So we're just going to move past it a little bit. Okay. And families started to move in and rent this from, because obviously the drunkard of a brother, he's not even worthy enough for me to tell you his name. Uh, He starts renting the place out to try and get, you know, just full monetary value of whatever the fuck was not his that he had to do no work for. So he starts renting out to families that moved in and out throughout the years. And for a few years, it, it went well, you know. He's collecting the money. He's, huh. you know, solid drinks all day for him. He's sitting <sighs> at the bar. And he becomes more well-known because he's got money. But it ain't his money, you know. Right. It's just kind of like he's capitalizing on the fact of everything his brother did for his entire life. Ugh. But it, it went a little awry when the families that started to reside in this residence started having tragedies and started having certain weird deaths happen to oh, them. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So in the 60s, a gentleman who uh, lived in this estate 
He also died in the master bedroom in very much a similar medical state as Dr. John's wife did. Uh-oh. And not only that, but in the same year, uh, a young boy was brutally killed or fell to his death down the steps. Um who claimed as he was falling down the steps that there was a girl laughing at him. And like we said, Rachel was laughing as she was going throughout the parlor and going upstairs to her room. There was that. Yeah. So the estate went under a lot of renovations from 2000 to 2006 during the, one of the uh, the renovations, because obviously the estate keeps being passed on to the drunkards, brothers you know uh, kids and whatnot and great. you know i mean just uh, oh this is my estate here you go you're welcome type thing mm-hmm. so now his kids get to deal with the bullshit uh bad juju that he brought upon this not the bad juju um, so right so uh in 2000 2006 when those renovations were happening this is when the huge increase of paranormal activity started to begin. This is when people started making, I mean, this is the YouTube time. This is when people started making oh, yeah. fucking videos. This is when people like ghost hunters went there, like all that shit started to happen. So the estate laid vacant for, um, during the renovations, there was obviously certain caretakers that were laid in place during the renovations, kind of keep it, you know, whatever. There was some staff, there was whatever construction crews, Everybody that was supposed to be there on the daily. Okay. Um, but th- these are some of the uh, facts I took from the interviews of that staff, those uh, caretakers, things in that from that third uh, interview compilation thing I told you guys about on YouTube, which is oh, still okay. on YouTube. You can okay. watch it. So they all reported that, like, Rachel was talking and running around. There's extremely heavy footsteps going up and down the stairs. Blankets were being pulled off of the caretakers and anybody that slept on the second floor. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) There is, yes, and please look this up because you guys will find visual evidence of all these things. There are scratches upon the necks of people that tried to sleep there. Um, Lots of people falling down the stairs. Lots of them. I mean, lots of, like, Girl, that's, like, one of my biggest fears. (laughs) Falling down the stairs. Really? Yes. Also, in, like, the parlor and, like, the main floor area, there's lots of candles that fly across the room. Of course, obviously, doors slamming. Every bed in the house shakes. Shakes uncontrollably to where you... It does not stop until you get out of... Physically out of the bed. Mm. Multiple growling noises in corners of the house. Oh, no. Um, See, I can't do that shit neither. (laughs) So... When Ghost Hunters, the, like, legit TV show Ghost Hunters went in the place, Mm -hmm. they saw, um, you can see them talk about the apparitions of a goat-faced man that was going frantic in the bottom half. So people say, oh, well, that must be John pissed off at his brother, you know, like, trying to scare people out of his house because this isn't his brother's house. His brother shouldn't be, you know, getting money from his shit, you know, basically. There also is uh, sounds all over the house and the bottom floor of medical instruments being slammed about, um, no. things being, uh, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just rustled on, like, metal, like, metal, like, trace. Excuse me. Things like that. Oh, that's, um, that sound? I can hear that sound. Like, metal yeah, being me dropped on metal, like, aluminum. Oh, no. 
And and that's one of the things that was in the the documentary that just really made me like cringe. I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I could see. I could see you freaking out about that. <laughs> so there is also um if you go downstairs, not in the parlor, but in the place where the medical practice was, mm-hmm. you can hear someone, and this is also in the thing, like, I, I, I should not keep repeating that, but it's literally all there. You guys have to watch it. Um, <laughs> it says, break his knees. Break his knees. nuh Break his knees. Yes. And it's like, it says that that is supposed to be, there was a psychic that came on and said that that was Dr. John talking about breaking the knees of his brother because his brother keeps, t- you know what I mean? Revenge things, oh, like taking wow. his livelihood from him. Mm-hmm. But you can clearly hear them say, break his knees, break his knees. That's in the that's freaking video. Scary. And why yes, the knees? Um, I want to know. I know. I mean, that it's a weakness, I guess, right? Fuck yeah. So on the second floor, uh, near Rachel's bedroom, which is what they say is the heart of the place, and then um, also the master where his wife and that baby uh, that they adopted. Oh, <laughs> sorry See? about that. <laughs> See, oh. the dogs even say they're like, "Oh my goodness!" Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. I'm all getting spooked out, and then <laughs> my dog starts barking. <gasps> That's scary. Um. <laughs> She's so on the I know I know on this on the second uh the second floor where I was talking about the bedrooms uh multiple people talk about physically being grabbed on the back of their neck and mm. being forced in out of the rooms. No, no. I don't like that. So in 2008 Heartland Haunting Investigations group uh toured the house and they funny thing they also brought along their dog oh, who uh Brie, Brie yes. knew that shit was coming up she's like oh i'm on she high knew. alert she knew <laughs> she knew knew it and uh so this dog is and this do, this dog actually look up heartland hauntings and the dog actually has its own youtube channel of like videos Nuh-uh. um of it locating certain spirits like locating where the energy is and then they go in and investigate it later it's really cool it's interesting but um so in 2008 when they brought the dog that heartland hauntings uh the dog would not fucking enter the second floor at all wouldn't even top the stairs wouldn't go anywhere near which is where like uh, rachel's bedroom is and the main floor bedroom is where the uh the wife and the the kid died like the dog would not even enter it. It's what? fucking bizarre to watch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. In January of 2020, yeah, Whispers Estates was actually li- listed on the market with Zillow. And I put in this when I researched this that it was still on the market, but as we know, it's now in escrow. Mm-hmm. And actually, initial listing uh, when I did this a few weeks or a few months ago, it was listed at 137 on realtor.com, which actually we all know, like it's was sold or put into escrow for 237 so they actually dropped Damn. the price. Yeah. Right. But prior to that, you can actually dip, I'm not sure if you can still do this now that it's actually under escrow, but at the time of my research a few months ago, you could book a night with this place. Ooh. So it's a bed and breakfast stay, but it doesn't get you a bed, a room, or even a shower. It literally just gets you access to the estate. Because when they did book it as you can stay here, literally no one, zero people have stayed. Really? Because they can't stay it. 
They also have an active Facebook account where they post all of the guest experiences and guest encounters because they incur. That's where the compilation of videos I found came from. They mm-hmm. encourage guests to either record their stay or like write it down or take pictures, things oh. like that. Because literally, they have not been able to find a guest that can stay the whole night. And so really? obviously that that intrig that intrigues a whole bunch of people. Like, oh, we're gonna stay, we're gonna stay. But nobody's been able to. Wow, um, that's so cool, though. Challenge yeah. Accepted. So in addition, right? So <laughs> in addition to the Facebook, I suggest watching the documentary called "When the Walls Talk." So that was the second one I mentioned, and you can see a lot of real footage, and um, also watch the compilations. But that is um, a salty morsel in Indiana. Stay spooky, my friends. Oh, yeah, spooky. I really, uh, I'm thoroughly spooked, and so is my dog, apparently. Oh, I, I've been thoroughly spooked also, because hashtag ghost bro. Ghost bro, yes. And with that being said, we'll see you next time. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>